0: Welcome into another exciting episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive. RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. It is great to be back in the office, the studio, whatever it is that we're calling it. I had a phenomenal break. Recharged the batteries like I, I needed to. Every once in a while, you know this about me, big country, I just have to get away from people. And I was able to do that over break.
1: (laughs) And I think we both did it successfully, and it was very nice. Uh, All last week, I pretty much told myself when we went on break, I was like, I just kind of want a week to where I really don't do anything. Last week, or the last two, or a week and a half, I guess, I accomplished that feat, and it was fantastic. If I wanted to go out and party, I went out and party. If I wanted to sit home and do nothing, I sat at home and did nothing. Yeah. It was. I mean, I guess it's pretty much my life anyways right now, but at the same time, it was so nice to just do nothing and then just kinda of, this might be a little too deep here, but just kinda of like reflect on the last year and the last couple of years of life You're, and be like, let's yeah. go see what we can do in twenty twenty two. You're a like big I got that guy. I really am. Uh-huh. I right? very much am a self scout type of person where <laughs> I'm gonna evaluate everything I'm doing in my life, going on, and how I react to things, and how I want to kind of move forward with it. Sometimes I'm really good about that; other times so, I'm not. But are you a New Year's resolution guy? I used to be, and last year for 2021, my New Year's resolution. Someone had asked me that, and I was like, honestly, it's just like, and it's gonna sound stupid, like just get more sleep. Like I just wanted because <laughs> I had just spent so much time stressing about other stuff that I would just lay in bed till like three, and then wake up and How's feel that like going shit. For you? I completely ignored it all year, even into this year. Like last night, I'm in bed at 1.30, just giggling about stories that you had told me over the weekend or when we finally caught back up and it was like, I'm not getting any sleep. But it's like I look at that and go, okay, this is just my routine of life. That's it. But not really necessarily anything New Year's resolution wise, more of just like this is what I want to focus more on and then just like make it a healthy habit in my routine of life.
0: Well, if you do something for two weeks, it becomes a habit I've heard for that. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is an inside joke that for the podcast. Aaron and Drew know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> They're aware sure. these guys listening. For sure. We have a, a lot to get into, though. Um, we can recap a lot of what happened over our little break, but I think we keep it more recently. Uh, we had, a, I think, a phenomenal NFL Sunday. I'm not the biggest NFL fan in the world. Sunday was great. There was a span of about an hour that I think was the best Sunday football I've ever experienced. Uh, we had the college football playoff over the weekend, too. And then we'll also get into some of our Matchmaker Monday stuff. But I, I, we have to start out the show talking about sports. It's Antonio Brown. And <laughs> what happened with this guy? I, and I know there are a lot of people out there that think, like, okay, his mental health, I, I hope him, he does well. I hope he gets the help that he finally needs. I'm just not giving any more excuses. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I think it was like Jeremy Fowler from ESPN put out the list of things that Antonio Brown has done going back to his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd kind of forgotten about it, but he just he didn't play in the last game Yeah, with the Steelers. He just showed up. He was on the sideline. He had like the mink coat on. And nobody really knew what was up. And then we find out later, he just decided, I'm not playing. Then he almost froze his foot off. He refused to play because of the helmet thing. All of, anybody who's ever worked for him, I I think there's some kind of odd relationship there where he's done something wrong to him. And now this, where there were a lot of reports around yesterday of what was was going on, uh, if he was hurt, if he quit, if the team cut him during the game, it sounds like, They were trying to get him to go back into the game, that Bruce Arians was trying to get him to go in, and Antonio Brown said, no, I'm too hurt, can't play. And that didn't go over well, so Arians was like, Yeah, get out of here. A.B. took it seriously, and then does – uh, you know, rips his shoulder pads and jersey off, throws his undershirt and his gloves to the stands, then does some like little jumping jack move like to get the fans riled up <laughs> and then runs off the field. It was absolutely wild getting those uh, tweet notifications of Antonio Brown just took his jersey off and ran off the field. I, and that's all it was there for a second. And yeah, then the videos initially... come out and it definitely lived up to the hype.
1: When I saw the tweets, I didn't believe it. I was just like, okay, he ran off the field, that's whatever. But then it was like, oh, he threw his jersey and his gloves into the stands and then pretty much just ran off half naked. You're like, what? Then yeah. here comes the clips. And, you know, maybe when you look at Antonio Brown as being a team guy here when he left the field because he's getting the crowd hyped up like, hey, I'm not going to be here. You guys get excited for the guys back there. I'm out. And then he deuced them, and he's just – then disappears
0: addition by subtraction exactly because the tampa bay bucks come back and win that game
1: (laughs) (laughs) i had a buddy who was like uh hey antonio brown's mindset leaving was man we're about to lose to the jets fuck this y'all about to lose to the jets i am not i'm out of here but the Mm -hmm. whole all jokes aside with this antonio brown dude's a shitty human being i think we can all agree on that he's a real piece of shit he's had issues like you said all the way going back to those days in Pittsburgh. And the fact that Mike Tomlin, and I know you say this a lot and you even tweet about it, is like a lot of respect and credit needs to be given to Tomlin on keeping the amount of shit that he started or created or tried to stir up in-house. Like that is still impressive to me that you're able to do that and nobody else can. I also saw someone tweet, excuse me, right before we came on, and I don't know how much of a joke it is or how serious it is. There's a possibility Antonio Brown is still living with Tom Brady. Yeah, and man. like, could you imagine like Tom Brady beating him home because AB couldn't find a ride to the airport? Well, or Well, you get saw him the in, the,
0: in the Uber. The Uber yeah. driver was like, "No, I'm I'm going live. <laughs> I have Antonio Brown in my car. This yeah. is happening," which I love. I I would have done the same thing too. And it is just it's such a weird situation, and, uh, the whole thing. And Tom Brady comes out and you know asks for people to be like patient and compassionate. I get it. He's your friend. I'm I've been done with Antonio Brown. I didn't think he deserved a spot or an opportunity to come back with Tampa Bay. And he got one. Yep. Maybe this is his last opportunity. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'll ne- never say never because he's yeah, still and, good at football.
1: And the other thing is, too, is like some people might side with Antonio Brown in this situation because everyone's going to look it up player safety, right? Oh, man, yep. he says he didn't feel good. He couldn't come back and play. Well, I guess this has been from looking at other multiple reports is this something that's been going on for weeks where – you know, the training staff might be like, Antonio, like, you're fine. Like, your ankle, you're okay to play. And he's like, nah, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And coaches mm-hmm. are getting reports of, yeah, he's good to play, but it's his decision not to. That's going to get irritating after a while. And if you have this guy in a game and you're like, okay, hey, let's get you in here. Let's try and go score the football and win this game. And he's like, nah, I'm not hurt or I'm not feeling good. It's like, dude, bullshit, get out of here. And, like, that's the other thing, too, with you look at is dude runs off the field and skips across the end zone. Zero pain. Right. It looks like, like he looked just completely <laughs> yeah. fine walking out of the out of the game and out of the stadium, and so I'm sure his coaches, it's like, yeah, fuck this, dude, we're done. Because I for I Bruce, would reach that point very quickly,
0: yeah, yeah. it uh, it is. It's just a weird thing. I, personally, I hope he's done for in the NFL. I do so I hope he gets help? Sure. Um, I, I had a gentleman on Twitter disagreeing with me yesterday about Antonio Brown. And he even said and called me out, like, well, you clearly give zero fucks about Antonio Brown. And I said, yes, you are correct. Zero fucks given about Antonio Brown. Uh, there are so many people out there who have mental health problems, who go, they seek help, they get help, they change. Antonio Brown, and I've seen so many people mention this too. I don't, and I think you did too. I don't even know if it is like a, a mental health thing or if he's just a shitty person. Yeah. That's still a possibility.
1: And that's the other thing, too, is when I look at, like, the mental health of some people, I guess I have viewed it and I guess have viewed it. Maybe that's something I need to change is that, like, it's an emotional state, right, on, like, just kind of how you handle things yourself personally. And maybe that's exactly – now that I said it out loud, that's exactly what he's kind of going through. But it's just, like, the episodes of it and his reactions that just – happen again and again and again i mean let's think back to his days in pittsburgh remember when he was wide open on a route on like all the way across the field big ben didn't see him he goes to the sideline and throws the gatorade bucket and has like this massive tantrum i feel like that's where everything started with antonio brown just going downhill it
0: was like oh i kind of get away with that all right here it is and i even saw people uh saying back to his college days at central michigan where uh, he like left the team or left a practice stormed out had to be brought back in, so I mean, it's just it's a pattern, and there's a reason why a guy that is so athletic, out of the you know area of Miami, went to school at Central Michigan, <laughs> and I think of a lot of it was that off-field immaturity, or call it whatever you want, um, mental health. I don't know. I don't Sounds know like Antonio the dudes Brown. Buy bowler. I don't ever want to know Antonio Brown. He's welcome to come on the podcast. I'm not going to treat him special. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's for sure. But during the whole Antonio Brown thing, there was a very good football game on as well. I had Chiefs Bengals. Uh, I was kind of surprised. We actually had some buddy of ours who were at the game, traveled to Cincinnati to see it. And I can remember, uh, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, them telling me that they were going to the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, that's that's cool. You get to see Cincinnati. Uh, turns out. It was a phenomenal football game, and I know there's a lot of talk about missed calls and the referees, but it it was fun to watch, and I think if you didn't have a dog in the fight, you were probably really entertained by it, but the Bengals do win the football game, and they also win the AFC North, and honestly, I'm a little bit more excited about that than I thought I would be. I think it's really cool that the Bengals did it, and I've doubted them. I question their coaching hire. Uh, I've had questions even about Joe Burrow. But second year with the team now. I question I questioned the hell out of the Jamar Chase draft yeah. pick. Um, I was wrong. Good job, Bengals. Now they're the AFC North champions. I think that's phenomenal. I did not see that coming for another you know, maybe three, four years, but they do it right here in year two with Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought this would be a next-year situation for them because I felt like they were on the right path, but that's also just me being a super optimistic person viewing the team because I did like Joe Burrow. I liked him coming out of LSU. I liked him going to Cincinnati. I did kind of – I don't know if I was very vocal about it, but I did like the Jamar Chase fact – the pick in the draft just due to the fact that it's a teammate that he's familiar with and there would be instant chemistry and I feel like we've all seen that we especially saw it yesterday Sunday watching the game
0: ridiculous performance
1: so the thing is is I was upset after the game ended because of how it ended because my team is the one that lost but I was immediately happy of Look at what Cincinnati just accomplished. They did it. And a couple weeks ago, I said they were a Super Bowl contender. They immediately came back the next week and was like, ha-ha, no, we're not. You watch them yesterday, yes, the fuck they are. And that's a team I'd be worried about because defensively, you got to see them make changes at halftime that you know came into play in the second half. They held Kansas City to three points in the second half who yeah, scored 28 in the first. In the
0: second half. Yes,
1: and it was like, okay, hey, we can sit here, and I am. I am pissed at the refs. That's some horse shit. Those were some dumb calls. I feel like we could all agree on that, and I don't like being the guy that's like, blame the refs, blame oh, I the refs. The IDIT, yeah. But at the same time, I was very aggravated with a lot of the calls that were made. I did not agree with them at all, but there were other moments in that game where Kansas City could have won, and they shot themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. and that's just part of football. Sometimes the ball bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get calls, sometimes you Don't. But I did like that Joe Burrow actually like addressed that at the end of the game where it was like, yeah, actually, you know, it takes a little bit of luck doing some football games and we got some calls that went our way. Yeah, you didn't get a false start called on you. Neither did your center or left guard. And some of the calls, it was like, we don't even know what happened because they're not showing a replay. But you got to give credit to Joe Burrow because the dude starts off the game with like getting sacked. Four plays later, he gets sacked again. He lost the name
0: on the back of his jersey. (laughs) Yes, and he's the most sacked
1: quarterback in the NFL. He's been hit the most in the NFL this season as well. And the dude continues to hang in the pocket, continues to avoid defenders, blitzes. Third and 27, Kansas City sends the fucking house. We look at it as like, that's a dumb call because Joe Burrow literally said, fuck it. Jamar Chase is down there somewhere and lets it go. And we got to give credit to Jamar Chase. I mean, that dude mossed everybody in the secondary for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Rashad Fitton, Legereus Sneed, Charvarius Ward, all of them. I mean, Honey Badger didn't want to tackle him on one play, so can't defend that anymore on the effort from the defensive side of the Kansas City Chiefs. But Jamar Chase, and like, that was the other thing. like Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, they all had some big plays as well for the Bengals where you look at it and go, if they can keep riding this into the playoffs, they're a team to look out for. I'm just I, glad I, I was too. early, maybe a little too early, because the moment I said it, they didn't look good. But I do this like game preview every day, every week on Facebook for the Chiefs game and get people interacting from back home. I like to talk about the Chiefs. And I put on there is like, hey, don't overlook the Bengals. With this offense is clicking, they can hang in there and go punch for punch, blow for blow with the Kansas City Chiefs. And they did that. And I think they earned a lot of respect from everybody. I'm very happy for Cincinnati fans. I'm very happy for Joe Burrow. Zach Taylor, that's another guy. Everyone was ready to give up on him last year. Like, that was a wrong hire, not good. Look at him now. They've won the North.
0: Yeah. It, for Jamar Chase, like I said, I I was wrong. I said they should have drafted Penny Sewell. It, you know, maybe I'm not wrong, but I, they definitely have done a good job with Jamar Chase. That chemistry with him and Joe Burrow is exceptional, and you see what he was able to do. Yesterday against a, a bad Chiefs secondary. It just took advantage of them. It, like A lot of people are blaming the refs. I do think that there were some really bad calls. I don't want to blame the refs. I won't ever blame the refs for like a loss. The Bengals won that game. And the refs just, you know, maybe made it a little more difficult for Kansas City.
1: What really irritated me with the refs was the calls that they made. And when you see the replay, it's like, that's a weak-ass call, dude. Like, come on. And the fact that it just extended drives. I
0: think there was, like, one drive since I had 15 plays. And you're like, holy shit. Well, I think that's one of the main reasons. And, again, I think the refs made things easier. I don't – I don't want it to come off like I hate when people are like, oh, the refs hate Kansas City. Yeah. So they're giving it. The, it's just they see the game differently. It happens. Uh, and I wasn't looking
1: say, at it as like they hate Kansas City. Right, it was yeah. just,
0: oh. It's, it's all to discretion. So like, sometimes mm-hmm. they see it in there, yep, that's pass interference, got to call it. And it'll come off kind of weak. But what the Bengals were able to do by keeping Kansas City off the field, I mean, the Chiefs' offense was playing very well. Uh, But the Bengals' offense played better and (laughs) controlled the clock and kept Kansas City's offense off the field. And even at the end of the game, they were like first and goal with just under two minutes left. Mm -hmm. They milked that, again, got a couple calls their way, but that happens in the NFL. They took two minutes off the clock. In a goal line situation. And that's where I look at it as, like, let them fucking score. Yeah.
1: Like, thank you, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, you know, uh-huh. Honey Badger, Juan Thornhill for making great plays there on the goal line. Give the ball back to your offense and let them go win a football game. Mm-hmm. Like, have a, a Baltimore Ravens situation where you can go score and then go, let's go for two and win this damn thing.
0: Yeah. I even that wanted that to tweet it out, but I missed it. It's like, do the Bengals, do they just kneel on it here at the one? But they did the, like, Joe Burrow – I'm gonna quarterback sneak, but I really don't want to score here. I thought it was brilliant. I, yeah. I that was, and obviously looking at it now, uh, you know, a day later, armchair quarterback, it worked for him. Um, if the Chiefs would have found a way to win that game, we would probably question it. But I loved it in the moment. I, I thought it was a ballsy call, and I think to beat the Chiefs, who are one of the hottest teams in football right now, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of have to do that. But it was, it was a great Sunday of football. Watching everything, I think a lot of people are also in it because of. Fantasy football championships happening this week, which is another just crazy, absolutely ridiculous thing. But we're also getting a lot more, uh, a better look at the the playoff picture. So many teams clinched yesterday. And with the Chiefs' loss, the Titans are actually the number one seed in the AFC, which really surprised me. I mean, you're looking at this team. They're playing without Derrick Henry, and they continue to win. And if they win next week, they're going to get that bye week, which might bring back Derrick Henry for the playoffs. I'm still holding out hope that he comes back and that he gets it. And on the other side in the NFC, the Packers clinched the number one seed against the Vikings, who were just terrible. I stopped watching it.
1: I think I finished watching Yellowstone – Saw that 1883 didn't put out a new episode. Was very irritated. Did some research on why it wasn't announced. There's no explanation. They just said, no episode this week. We're not Uh saying nothing about it. So once I dealt with that, I was like, I guess I'll turn on the game tonight. I see Aaron Rodgers throw. did the
0: same thing, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I saw Aaron Rodgers throw two touchdowns and said, nope, I'm done.
0: I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch this football game. I was watching, again, because the fantasy aspect of I have Aaron Jones on my fantasy team, so I kept waiting for him to, like, score a touchdown, but there's A.J. Dillon. <laughs> I think he scored two touchdowns last night. It's like, you can't give you can't give my guy one look. Like, I, I need some points here, and they didn't. But it also, like, every time I see A.J. Dillon run the ball, one, I think, God, he's massive. Two, mm-hmm. I think Packers fans did not want that pick. They hated that pick. Yep. It's working out for you.
1: <laughs> oh, it's freaking beautiful. You're going to get this guy at home in Lambeau through the playoffs, Mm -hmm. that dude's going to eat like crazy. And also, I'm glad you mentioned a the point of, like, one, he's massive. That is the first time I've watched a running back get a football in my life of watching football at every level. But, like, that's a massive human being as, like, a running back. And I know there's been other big –
0: Yes. But he's bigger than Derrick Henry. He's not as tall. I think he's listed at, like, 6'2", 250. I really liked him at Boston College when he was there playing. Mm -hmm. I didn't think he would actually be that good in the NFL. I didn't like that draft pick either. But I mean, that goes to show like the NFL draft, it's so difficult to predict because even then, all of us, everyone, don't let anyone fool you, everyone was making fun of the Packers for drafting a running back in the second round. He's damn good. Oh yeah, I mean that's the draft they went. They
1: traded up for Jordan Love. Completely missed on Justin Jefferson. I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. Well, we'll see how that works out in five years when you have another franchise quarterback for the next fifteen. So suck it. And then you got a running back here in AJ Dillon, and then you go get a tied in slash fullback at a Cincinnati who I don't think has been awful for them. I mean, he's been prime special teams player. He's probably helped out in blocking for AJ Dillon to score some touchdowns. That that's a win for the Packers. Like that's a good draft. If you look back at it and go, yeah, you knocked it.
0: Look at what's going on there. Oh, and by the way, they still have the best receiver in football, in DeVonte. Oh my god. He's just unguardable. I, that's <laughs> why weird. I
1: hate the argument of like, "Oh, we haven't drafted, you know, a
0: playmaker in the yes.
1: first round." It you don't have to.
0: You have one of the best offensive lines in football. You have the best receiver. I don't honestly, I'm a Chiefs fan. I like Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's debatable. Devontae Adams is so good. Two running backs that I think could be Pro Bowl level running backs—they're just sharing time. Mm -hmm. None of them drafted in the first round,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that's the beauty of the drafts is you can find this talent not in the first round, Uh and that's where the Los Angeles Rams are like, "Hey, we don't need it. (laughs) Forget about it. We'll find this later." And they have. So, like, you got to give props to the Rams too because you mentioned the playoff standings—they're ranked number. They're the two seed, I believe, right now. I don't know if they've necessarily clinched – have they clinched the division?
0: uh, They have not clinched the division. They've clinched a playoff spot because the Cardinals won yesterday as well. So it's like the division is still up for grabs, but the Rams and the Cardinals will both be in the playoffs. So it's it's going to
1: be – this is going to be another one of those situations with the 49ers and Seahawks a couple years ago where it came down to the play, like literally at the one-yard line, and the Seahawks lost – so they ended up getting the five seed, in San Francisco got the one seed. Yeah, and right like, now bam, it bam. would shake
0: out. The Packers have clinched the one. So the winner would be uh, the two seed or the five seed right, right. now for the NFC West. And, and uh, a lot of football left, too. I mean, you look at this weekend, they, they flexed a lot of games. The Chargers and the Raiders going to play on Sunday Night Football. Winner is in the playoffs, and I love that. I, love I do, that too. They are flexing this game, and it means other games are getting moved around. I don't care. <laughs> Put that game on Sunday Night Football. That's where it should be, and it is crazy. And another team, this one, I want to mention it before we go to our first sponsors. The Philadelphia Eagles made the playoffs.
1: It confused the shit out of me when I saw. I was like, they're not even like what their record's not that good, and I was like, holy crap, they're nine and seven. They Sneaky might be ten kick. and seven next week. Well, they play the Rams? But we'll see the way. Because both teams are going to be playing up, you know, because the Rams are wanting to win that division. But still, like, this last week of football means so much more than I feel like the last couple years have coming down to the last week for, like, multiple divisions. I feel like for the NFC West, we always get to this point of, like, okay, who's going to win it? Because you guys have kind of just self sabotaged yourselves in this division. Now it's like everyone else. I mean, the AFC West, we know Kansas City's clinched it, but. You look at you know Houston playing Tennessee, it's going to matter and everything in terms of rankings and playoff seedings. Right. This last week of football is going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, because uh, the one seed is not clinched, so the Titans do need to win. The Chiefs need to win. So you're still going to see teams playing the starters.
1: If they both win, though, like if the tiebreaker is going to go to Tennessee from earlier in the year, correct?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and then in the NFC, even, you look at the Green Bay Packers, they're going to get the bye week. I don't know. Do you play your guys? I don't know, because I I don't know if you want to sit him for two weeks. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you listen to Aaron Rodgers, dude doesn't need to practice anyways. Doesn't want to.
0: I hate him more and more every time I see him. Even last night watching the game, I'm like, damn, that's one hell of a throw. That hair looks so fucking ridiculous, though. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I like a football guy. That shouldn't matter to me, but it does. (laughs) Cut your damn hair, and I'll probably like you more. Well, it's just cut so your st- hair. Like, stop talking about COVID, and then maybe, maybe we'll have a chance to rekindle this relationship that we don't have anyway. But
1: I'm gonna try to like I'm listening to you, but I'm trying to ignore it so I don't pick up on it and then become annoyed as well because you have totally ruined Tony Romo for me. Can't <laughs> can't stand the guy. I hate it's it. over. I, I tried. It. I tried going all year with it, and then last night, yesterday, watching that game, I was like, just shut up, Tony, just shut. The fuck up.
0: And the Chiefs are good, obviously. And I'm a Chiefs fan. So Tony Romo does a lot of the Chiefs games. And I can't stand it. I mean, even talking about Jamar Chase yesterday uh, in the football, he was like, you know, Jim, that football doesn't have any white on it, it's all brown. Like, that's the analysis that these people love and worship <laughs> Tony Romo over. It's so stupid. Or when the Bengals were, um, it was fourth and one from the goal line. And he's like, I'd go for it. It's like, if you kick the field goal, you probably win this game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm going for it. Well, wait, no, I wouldn't. See, he is actually dumb. He knows football. I think he's actually a dumb person. <laughs> and then even somebody um, in my Twitter mentions was talking about how him and Jim Nance like to talk about like how much money they make or all the time with golf. I like golf. I don't think we need an analogy every five minutes of golf and football. It's just – I think he's the worst. I don't I don't like him at all. I'd like to turn down the game and maybe just, like, if I could sync up the radio broadcast and my TV, I would do it that way.
1: That's that how much I don't like Romo. Um, the one thing that was really irritating me, and I don't know if it was something that was new or if anyone else noticed it, but they stopped showing like replays for the whole screen and they would bring up like the Romo cam or
0: the t- like Romo yeah, where he's vision like and whatnot, like drawing on the screen or the, like that recap thing of the Yeah, play. But it was
1: on the left side and it blocked yeah. everything. And it was like, I don't fucking care to see the player movement here. Mm-hmm. Show me that later when it's not game time. I want to see how we got open like that touchdown in the back of the end zone. I think it was to Boyd or Higgins uh, back left side, yeah, Joe Burrow puts it in a perfect spot, and like, I don't know how Honey Badger does not close in on that or make any type of play. Didn't get to see a replay on how he got open. Effort. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, because I saw it and I was like, what the hell? Like one that ball is placed perfectly, but two, there's like five yards of separation here in the end zone, and this receiver is completely open. Instead, we get that little stupid Tony Sky Cam, whatever it is, on the left side, yeah. and it blocked everything. Couldn't yeah. see it.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. I hope our listeners do too, because there's even uh, the Jamar Chase like super long touchdown run. Yeah, where he broke away from like yeah. four defenders. like Romo's he completely like, outran Leger's Yes, knee. drawing on the screen, and he's like, he goes here, and then he literally just scribbles in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then he takes. Off, and then I finally get to see the replay, and I'm like, That is not at all what happened. No, he outran everyone, but it was like like in a straight line.
1: He caught the ball, stopped, turned one direction. (laughs) Nick Bolton goes flying by, and he goes deuces yeah what like Nick oh he Bol- does this and spins here
0: jukes here oh my god look at this champ touchdown <laughs> no i love golf <laughs> yeah. did that you experience. know i played for the cowboys let's throw a graphic up and mention it uh let's also mention our great sponsors at Miners and monroe because i could rant about tony romo all day i'm sorry <laughs> i know a lot of people like him and it's just not for me i don't i don't like him i don't think he's actually that good. But Miners in Monroe is good and you can use code up 10 save yourself 10% off at checkout there. Definitely check them out fellas. Uh, a lot of cool shirts, flannels, vinyls, wallets, all kinds of stuff at Miners in Monroe. And again, use code up 10 save yourself 10% off at checkout. Absolutely.
1: Next up is going to be Gun Spot. Be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every week. No reserved, no hidden fees, no just random like, oh, thanks for being on the website. That's $10 if you're going to purchase this gun or ammunition or any accessory you want with your gun. None of that there. at Gunspot.com, that is the place to go. Also, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need to put posi- put in a position to protect you and your family. So make sure you do that with Gunspot.com.
0: And speaking of Cincinnati football, the Bengals weren't the only team playing this weekend. The Cincinnati Bearcats taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. I was very excited about this. I wanted Cincinnati in the playoff, and I do think that there were a lot of people saying, "This is why you don't let a group of five school in." They obviously they lose twenty seven to six to Alabama. I think this was a good showing for Cincinnati, though. There are a lot of teams who have gotten the shit kicked out of them by Alabama this year, and it was much worse than this. But I, I do. I like it. I think that they prove that they belong there. They, I, I don't want to say they shut down the Heisman Trophy winner, but they definitely slowed him down. Uh, Bryce Young only throws for 181 yards. Again, this is the Heisman Trophy winner. This is the guy that, if he were draft eligible, he'd probably be the number 1 overall pick and yeah. Cincinnati was able to kind of stop that. They couldn't stop the run at all to save their lives, but they did. They, they played well enough that I think I think it shows they deserve a spot. Again, a lot of teams get the shit kicked out of them by Alabama. Yeah. Cincinnati played it fairly close.
1: And I would say if it wasn't for this game in the Rose Bowl, and I know we'll probably get to that here in a little bit, I felt like the bowl games this year were kind of boring. <laughs> like I was not really interested in much of them.
0: Well, even like the college football playoff, a lot of people, again, talking about, oh, Cincinnati got their ass kicked. So did Michigan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> So like, before we go there, because I have a lot to say on that actually, maybe not that much, but anywho, I felt like Cincinnati did enough, like you said, to kind of like show that they, yeah, well, hey, we actually deserve to be here. We We held Bama pretty close. My only argument or disagreement with all this was, it got ranked in a way, I think, maybe in conspiracy theory here, ranked so Obama and Georgia didn't meet up again back to back. Like, Oh, Matt I think just. that's 100 Because I think Cincinnati and Michigan would have been a fantastic playoff game. Like I think that would Probably have been so. so fun to watch back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan probably would have been able to run the ball because Cincinnati, like you said, was not able to do that against Alabama to slow that down. But, like, that's just the difference in teams there. Like, Alabama has big guys everywhere. I don't feel like Cincinnati had any big guys that can plug up the middle and stop the run. It's pretty evident that they couldn't. But I think they could have matched up betterly against Michigan. But then, you know, we would have got to national championship and they would have faced the Georgia or Bama and just gotten absolutely demolished. Right. Yeah. But I think it would have been a fun or more fun game to watch Cincinnati and Michigan. Or maybe we get to watch
0: them play next. That'd be cool. It would Made be a cool if the, bracket. If they would do yeah, a losers bracket in like third place. Like, okay, yeah, you play on this date. Which I don't maybe these teams would, maybe they wouldn't. Um, I don't know. But I, again with Georgia, they also destroyed Michigan thirty four to eleven. They jumped out to a, a huge lead early. I mean the score was thirty four to eleven. I don't think it was even like it didn't seem that close.
1: No, that that game felt like it was over from the jump. Yeah, like I think the I watched the first play, um, like just I remember this vividly. Watched the game, of course, but like vividly remember watching the first play, and it was like Aiden Hutchinson got no push, mm-hmm. and it was just like, yep, yeah, that's probably how this game's going to go because their first play, George, I think, got the ball like six yards off a rush, and I was like, okay, here we go, and they didn't look back then yep. from then on. But like even when you look at like Stetson Bennett, it was like this guy is the fucking quarterback of this team. Uh huh. Like, it is the most yep. Trent Diffler, Baltimore Ravens thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. We're getting it in college football.
0: Yeah, he's five 5'11", 190 pounds. He was a walk-on. Didn't even go to Georgia as a scholarship athlete. He was a walk-on. And now he's leading them to a national championship. They're going to at least get to play in it. I don't know if they'll win it. And I am excited to see the rematch. Um, I kind of think Alabama's going to win again. But Georgia is actually the betting favorite. Uh, I was checking it today. It's Georgia minus three. And I'll tell you, I'm holding any bets or money until closer to time, because I I do want to see how these teams handle COVID. And you're, you know, just a couple players testing positive away from it really changing things. Or, you know, we've even seen Nick Saban test positive for COVID Mm -hmm. before too. If he's not out there, that really changes things for me. But I'm right now I'm, I'm looking at betting on Alabama. I mean, that game before was not close. And it's very hard to beat an opponent twice in one year. This is Nick Saban, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's and it's Alabama too. And there was a part of me that was got that was kind of annoyed with Bama winning versus Cincinnati. I was like, great, they're going to another national championship. Mm-hmm. But I realized what I was annoyed with was just like the continued success of Alabama and not realizing, like, this is actually, like, a new group of players. Like, this is a new team. This is just exciting for these group of guys as it was for every group prior before. You know what I mean? Like, and that's something I hadn't necessarily realized, and I kind of felt bad. You know, this part of that self-reflection shit that I do where I was like, man, like quit being a dickhole. Like Alabama continues to have success and they do it with a new group again and again and again, allow these guys to enjoy the moment. And then when you like see Nick Saban in these pictures and he's just kind of standing there with his arms crossed or his hands right in front of him, like Mm -hmm. when are you guys going to make this difficult? Like you gave me Cincinnati. Thank you. We'll roll into the national championship here. We're playing Georgia cool they know how to just choke into big moments we're going to win another national title and i think that's exactly what's going to happen i think bama wins this i'm not going to say with ease but i'm just i think they win it again yeah, I, mean, I don't they, see any reason why they can't
0: they kind of already beat georgia with ease that yeah. game was not close so i i'm excited about it now other news this weekend though previewing the rose bowl kurt herb street and uh, your boy herb kurt street <laughs> and Desmond Howard were talking and there was a lot about, you know, players opting out. And I think maybe Herb Street just kinda got his words mixed up. I know that I've said stuff before on like a radio hit or a podcast and be like, wait, I said that? And then I'll I'll actually go back and listen. I mean, like, I didn't say that. Oh shit, I did say that. That is the way that it came <laughs> off. And I do think there is something about not all prospects should opt out, but Some of those prospects definitely should. I mean, we look at Jamar Chase and the way he played last year, or sorry, yesterday. He didn't play last year. He opted out. I don't think it's about love of the game. I think it's just changed so much to where there's so many players that have so much at stake to where, okay, I'm sorry, I don't want to play in the uh, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Mm -hmm. I would rather opt out, uh, have the possibility to be a first-round pick. I don't want to ruin that because it, it will, and we saw it. It was crazy with Matt Corral, the quarterback who could be QB one in this draft class. He played in the bowl game, and then he hurts his ankle. I haven't heard any updates on how severe that ankle injury is, but that's why. I mean, there are so many examples of you know a Jalen Smith with Notre Dame. If he would have opted out of the the bowl game, he could be one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could be in like a game. Currently, the he's on the his game. third team this year. He's not even on a team. I think he got released as well. I think he's a giant. Oh, I think you're right. I guess I. That, but
0: it's yep. like, <laughs> like, do yeah! they count as a team?
1: <laughs> you might as well just not be there. Uh, and speaking of the Giants, we'll get to them later. But when you mention that about Kirk Herbstreit, I still feel like I say his got name it. wrong. Did I say it right? You got it that time. I, it just doesn't sound right when I say it, and like I can say it normally, but as soon as I say it in a microphone, it's like I botched his name because I did it once and didn't realize it. And now I think I do every time. But I think some of his point is valid because I do see both sides of it. Where it's like, okay, hey, you know, players don't love the game anymore for just the game. Like, well, yeah,
0: duh. There's yeah. millions of dollars, this day and that's here. a lot of players every year, no matter what year you're looking at. Yeah. Like in 1990, there were players who were definitely thinking. I'm only here because I want to make money in the NFL. Yes. You know, people question it. I think Odell is the biggest one where a lot of people have questioned, like, he doesn't really like football. He's just using it to, you know, as a career. Well, A lot I of people do? don't like their jobs or their <laughs> career, but guess what? They need to make money. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was talking to a buddy this weekend. who's was like, I hate my job. I want to do something different. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I didn't like teaching anymore. I wanted to do something different. I don't think football players are any different. Some of them don't like it, but they're really fucking good at it. So they keep doing it. So if you want to opt out, opt out. But I do kind of agree. Like, um, what game was it? The Michigan State versus Pitt game. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When they selected those two teams to play in the bowl game, they thought they were getting Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett. They got neither one of them. (laughs) So, like, I get it. And even watching that game, I think I met up – with some folks at a bar to just watch the football games, probably. I feel like that's all I did over our break. And even somebody was uh, messaging me like, hey, is, is Kenny Pickett not playing today? I'm like, no, he opt out. And they said, shit, I have money on this game and bet Pitt and hey, Kenny Pickett's not even playing. And they didn't <laughs> know which sucks. Be careful with your bets. But it, it does suck. And I didn't even care to watch that game because those guys weren't in it. I still did. Pitt still won. But it, it does suck to not see those guys. But at the same time, I definitely understand is better for Kenny Pickett. You don't need to go out there and get hurt in this kind of meaningless game mm-hmm. and then jeopardize being that quarterback one in the draft where you could be making millions and millions of dollars.
1: And the next point to that is everyone that goes, okay, what's it matter whether you play in this bowl game versus you know playing a non-conference team in the middle of the year? right and I saw someone tweet this, so I don't want to act like it was my own thought process here, but it really kind of helped to the point and made me realize it too is it's the timing of it. you get hurt in the middle of the year you get plenty of time right. to kind of heal and recover with that yeah. you broken I mean, is like game.
0: six to eight weeks, yeah, so yeah that happens you'll be fine October. by the
1: time you get to a senior bowl or the n f l combine you get hurt in a bowl game I mean senior bowls in three weeks, yeah, you're not going to be healthy I mean Matt Carell, hey. I don't think he's accept was even invited to the senior bowl. No, he's
0: not graduated yet. So, so that's he's not a thought. senior bowl guy. But I mean even the combine is it's mm-hmm. in February.
1: Yeah. How's that ankle gonna be? How's that right. knee or whatever you hurt? Because I mean, and I don't mean to you know, cross kind of sports here, just make it about LeBron, but like it's similar to what we saw with LeBron last year, where it goes twisted inside instead of outside. Like that's a hard sprain. Like that is very painful. And it took LeBron pretty much out the rest of the year. Corral, like I feel like even as a football player, that's harder to come back from. And as a quarterback, mm-hmm. where you got to drop and push
0: off of that, yeah,
1: that's gonna hurt a shit ton
0: it, with the injuries too. In the NFL combine, it's like he probably has time for that injury to recover before the combine. But what he can't do is go out there and work on his footwork mm-hmm. and you know, his throwing motion and all this stuff that would have been changed over the next two months. He can't do it now. But the guys like Kenny Pickett can they're going out there they're probably already with like a Carson Palmer type quarterback coach getting coached up on how to prepare for the combine how to perform at the combine and Matt Corral is probably just still walking around in crutches or in a walking boot so I mean even if he is healthy there's so much going on in January and February for the NFL draft that you know a lot of these players that opt out even they opt out because they're already working with a trainer Mm -hmm. and they don't want to spend that you know couple extra weeks on campus for one and i mean remember how eager you were to graduate college and be like fuck this i'm out of here i'm done they're going through that too but they're going to the most important job interview of their life now if you think uh, you've been through a stressful job interview these nfl players go through it terribly
1: Try running a 40 in your underwear in front of, like, hundreds of people and then being televised to even more millions Uh where people just nitpick the shit
0: out of you. Oh, yeah. And its I know, like, for us, the viewing experience doesn't look quite that bad, but we don't see all the -the behind-the-scenes interviews. We Mm -hmm. just see that, oh, you did, like, a three-hour workout this morning you ran two times and then stood in line. But then you're gone and you're doing, you know, a lot of board work if you're a quarterback type or even – all positions now, they're working the board. Even the offensive linemen are, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing, but it's very stressful. So I get it. I get the opt out and trying to prepare for that. I think it's happening earlier and earlier. Uh, I wrote about it in the state of college football. I will not be surprised if next year we see a guy say, okay, my team's out of it, we're eliminated, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm opting out. I'm deuces on this season. I mean, I think it kind of happened to LSU this year, mm-hmm. where you saw a guy like Derek Stingley say, "You know what? Ankle doesn't feel right. I'm done for the year. <laughs> and we're not playing for the SEC championship. We're not playing in any meaningful bowl games. Sorry to the Texas Bowl and coach all is fans. about
1: to get fired. Yeah, done. Right? I'm like, out, yeah, <laughs> I'm out of
0: here. I'm going to go start preparing for the drafts or I'm going to get healthier, whatever. I don't I don't blame him at all and I think it's yeah. going to happen next year. Now, even you know we're both Texas fans too. If they have another really shitty season, I got kind of to hope B. John Robinson opts out because he's a running back and if they're sitting there and they're like 4 and 7 again, nah bro, you're done. Yeah. Don't don't play in the bowl game. I don't <laughs> want to see that happen. Just relax. Yeah.
1: Just take some time off. Yeah. Prepare for next year cuz he's got another season, right? He's
0: yeah, Kirk one can-y. more. Yeah. I think. It, but you know it's so good for these programs too to go have a guy be drafted number one overall and I I don't remember who it was um, which player because there's been so many where the coaching staff actually had to tell him like no you shouldn't play in the bowl game it's good for us if you go out and you're a high draft pick that's good for us we can use that in recruiting it's Mm -hmm. good for the university it's good for you so like don't even worry about it. <laughs> I bet it's,
1: those are the coaches where players are like, man, you're the best. <laughs> it's yeah, like, thank you. Probably
0: but, wasn't Brian Kelly, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> probably not. But I think like that's a really good point that a lot of people don't realize either, and that's kind of clicking for me too, is you know sometimes for coaches it kind of makes sense. I'm like, okay, hey, we're playing in a bowl game. It's whatever, fucking random ass bowl game, you know, we're, wherever we're at, middle of nowhere playing the game against a team that we're probably never going to play against again, or we haven't played in like 50 some years on another random bowl game way back when. Justin, go enjoy your time off. We'll see what we have to the future. We've got new guys coming in. Appreciate everything you've done for the program and us in the future go do your thing, we'll yeah. be fine. Like, that is such a mature, in mean, what Sims, in my mind, like, the ultimate right decision for every coach to make, and it's crazy that some are not. And, like, even again, for fans to have such an opinion on it, it's like, just shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, to be, might like, be my so new angry thing. about I'm just, it. Just, like,
1: just tell people to shut up. You know, like, that might be my New Year's resolution, is not listening to other people's bullshit. Like, dude, fuck off. Like, <laughs> not listening to it. Yeah. You have no. no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I don't either sometimes, but, like, I can be aware of that, and I'm okay with it.
0: Not all bowl games are created equal. No. If I'm if my team is in the Bahamas Bowl, yeah, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and play that game. Okay. Uh, i least travel some, with
1: the team. You need a minister of culture? I'm your guy this week. Yeah,
0: you're gonna get some, uh, maybe even some decent effort. But I'm gonna be on the plane. I'm going. But if you're trying to send my ass to um, like El Paso, Texas. No, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to be there. Magic
1: Johnson, I'm going to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can even nick Saban out. I'm not going, so quit <laughs> right.
0: asking. I think that maybe we should even look at that because I think people even know. It's like, oh, if you were going on a work trip that you didn't really want to go on, but they're sending you to the Bahamas, yeah, you're going on that <laughs> trip. But if you have to go to El Paso, Texas and play in the Sun Bowl, you're like, shit, I got to take another work trip. Honest to God's truth, That's how I felt about Mobile the first couple times that I went. I'm like, we're going to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Now, I kind of found our places. It's a good time. Found our places. But I'll tell you, one of the first times that I started going again, I went a long time ago, and then I started my teaching career, and I was like, no, can't really do that anymore. And then I kind of wiggled my way back in. But one of the first times (laughs) I went back, we went to this sketchy ass sandwich place, and then one of the guys that was with us, who's from Mobile, was like, "Oh, by the way, there was a drive-by shooting here." I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing, fellas?" <laughs> like, uh, you're and bringing I know me that's here?
1: exactly what you said. <laughs> what? Why? Why are the we? The sandwiches
0: here? aren't that good. Like, uh, <laughs> let's go to a Subway in a better neighborhood. Now, Senior Bowl right around the corner. Uh, I think a lot of people have kind of caught on over the years. I think it's a wonderful experience, mm-hmm. and if you can get there, I think you should. It's a week-long uh, drinking beers and watching football. Love it. I like, The more that we talk about the draft, the more excited I get about it. Uh, draft Twitter has really jaded me over the last couple of years. That's yep. so I absolutely hate some of those assholes, but I love the NFL draft. I love Mobile, Alabama now and the Senior Bowl, and we'll be there in a couple of weeks. Hit us up if you're going to. Uh, but let's mention some of our other great local sponsors here. Club 609, home of the best happy hour in the world, two-for-one drink specials from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. I don't even know how they get away with it or if it's even <laughs> legal, uh, but they do. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, and a phenomenal selection of appetizers at Club 609.
1: Absolutely. And another phenomenal place here in Joplin, Missouri, located in the heart of Joplin off Main Street. And first, that is Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They are more than tires and lubes, but that is exactly what they specialize in. So, again, go to downtownlube.com to view that full list. It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil and tire service. I'm, again, in that situation where I need my tire service because I have a low tire air marker. No oh. idea why. I think it's because cold. of the cold. But yep. at the same time, I got new tires in May. Whole new set. Since then, I've had to get my tires changed twice. Thank God for warranties because I keep running over broken shit in the freaking road. Well, but downtown loop, they're like, not even a problem. We got you, my guy. I was going to
0: say, I, I think maybe part of the problem is your parking garage.
1: Probably. <laughs> I found a bunch of weird blue, gluey shit all over the garage the other day, and I was like, uh, Is this some alien? I don't know. I've been playing this game called uh, The Witcher recently, a TV show about it. Sister's fiance was like, Hey, it's actually a pretty fun video game. You should check it out. I was like, Dope. Now that I'm playing the game, it is super freaking creepy. It aliens? Kind of creeps me out. Not necessarily aliens, but just like weird monsters or like, I don't know, just. Creepy shit that I would think is kind of nerdy, and it is a little nerdy, but the game is fun. But it's also creeped me out a little bit when I go to bed. I think that's part of the reason why I had trouble sleeping last night. I want to be honest, that might be a Tell the Truth Tuesday tomorrow. But
0: oh, man. When uh, I
1: walked into my parking garage and I saw this blue gooey shit, I'm like, there's a demon coming out of somewhere. I just know it. I don't have a silver sword to fight this thing.
0: <laughs> uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday is going to be phenomenal. Make sure you tune in for that one. Um, a lot of deep confessions that we've already talked about a little bit off air. We're going to bring him on air tomorrow for Tell the Truth <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, but today is Matchmaker Monday. And you were talking about video games. Over our break, we did have the passing of the great John Madden. And I will say, I think that he is probably the most influential person in the NFL ever. Yeah. I, maybe maybe I in the world
1: of football, honestly.
0: Right. I mean, just so many people got their start by just playing Madden and being like, oh, okay, yeah, like I like football. That's fine. And then you get the game, and you're like, I love football, actually. I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before, uh, coaching junior high kids. I being like, hey, we're in cover two here. And then being like, I don't know what the fuck cover two is. (laughs) I'm like, go home, play Madden, just run cover two. Like, this is our defense. That's what we're doing. This is what cover three is. And then it finally clicking and them being like, oh, yeah, I know how to run cover three. (laughs) Or I could be like, oh, we're in cover two, man under, and they know, like, I know how to do this, Coach. (laughs) Yes, thank you, John Madden. So just such an inspirational person to the game of football. Uh, It sucks that he's passing. My first matchmaker Monday is actually going to be, there's talk of changing the all-pro team to the all-Madden team. I think I heard it yesterday watching games. I don't know who started this idea, but I love it. And I want it to happen. I do think that it makes things maybe a little bit difficult because the game is so popular. That I don't know if you can actually be oh yes, the official all-NFL team is going to be called the all-Madden team, but I, I do think that they should. They should honor him in some way. Again, the popularity of the NFL, it's one of the fastest growing sports ever. I do think that the video game is very responsible for that. So many people, myself included, was like, yeah, I for real. I like football. Then I started playing the video game, started figuring it out. like. I even taught myself so much about football just from playing that damn game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I learned the entire sport of football because of that video game. I mean, legitimately, granted, this was on a PlayStation 1 where (laughs) I picked a team based off how cool I thought their logos were, and I was collecting trading cards because I know I've talked about it before, but if you haven't heard it, like my family is not like a sports-oriented family. I was kind of the first one in my household – to kind of discover sports. My mom didn't even know there was a baseball team in Kansas City for the Royals. I randomly discovered that watching games. And she was like, Huh, that's really cool. And then I was like, do they have a football team? Sure enough, Kansas City Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. Found them on the video game. Bam, ran with it. But playing that game, I remember there was a point where I was like, I don't understand – how a team gets the ball at, like, the break. I didn't realize it was called halftime either. I just knew <laughs> it was, like, an intermission type of deal. And this is all from playing. Like
0: the coin toss. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, like, when I did that in the beginning, like, I just was, like, pressing X. Uh-huh. So, like, just trying to hurry up and get through the game because I didn't understand the process of it. But then as I got a little bit older and the more I played it, I started to pick up on it. And then I just fell in love with the game of football. And that is because of the video game. And it is because of John Madden and, you know, listening to him call games. was the first Super Bowl I ever watched. I remember listening to him hearing him on the call, like Thanksgiving game, like him, the Turducken, I believe that's how it's said. Yep, That's an amazing thing that he created. And it was like every time he talked about something, like even watching the movie The Little Giants and seeing Madden, I'm like, oh my God, I know that guy. I play his video game. Uh-huh. Like, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world and everything that I knew about football all came back to John Madden. And oh, so yeah. like, hearing of his passing, it, kind of, it wasn't one of those deals where I was
0: like super it's sad. It felt like it was, it was surprising.
1: More, it was just like, Damn, like it sucks like this guy is like actually no longer really alive. But his legacy, and I know this can sound cheesy, is going to live on forever and should live on forever. And right. I hope the NFL finds a way to honor that, whether it is making it from an all pro to an all Madden team, because without this
0: guy, there's no way the NFL is where it is today. No. I, don't t- I honestly basketball probably would have passed I think so, yeah. In, in the nineties with the height of Jordan and then carrying on to like Kobe and LeBron. And the way they run their league without John Madden football, basketball is probably America's number one sport. Yeah, but it was it was phenomenal. I can remember the first time playing the game and they introduced franchise mode. That's how old I am now. Mm-hmm. But i mean, just super excited about it. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to sign these guys to contracts. I can trade. I can cut players. And then also, like, the game was so real that it was like, oh, shit. I can't re sign Jerry Rice <laughs> because I paid all these other <laughs> shitty players. Like, I got to quit and start over now. <laughs> Do you remember
1: the, uh, like, the my player mode where you, your parents dictated, like, how talented you were or whatnot? Vaguely. So I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I remember, like, one time my parents was like, one was like a stay at home mom and the other one was like a construction worker. I was like, that's bullshit. No way it's going to be an athlete. And then it hit me. I was like, those are my fucking parents. <laughs> like that's literally that's how real it is. So I was like, I'm not gonna make it. Neither is this player. Reset of parents. And I remember just doing that again and again. And like as you move on with your career, you move from like an apartment to like a loft to like a big house.
0: Okay, I don't, I don't remember that.
1: Oh, dude, that was like the best. My player. It, it, I don't even think it's my player. I think it's just create a player. Um, yeah. Now it's like long shot or whatever. But I th- I just thought that was so cool. And that's when I thought Madden was really at its peak of that. And then they kind of just took some of that other special effects away. But to me, I thought that's when it was at its peak. Because I believe yeah. that was when uh, Donovan McNabb was on the cover.
0: Because you a lot had of to people... have that
1: vision thing where you had to like, look on the field. Yeah. Boy, that fucked me up as a 10-year-old. I could a, not A lot of that
0: people out. have their issues with Madden, obviously. Um, <laughs> just go ahead and at me next time. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh-huh, you uh, for sure. But I think everybody still recognizes like how great that game has mm-hmm. been or – or how influential it has been to their their fandom. It's like my entire childhood. I will say, yeah, you mentioned you were playing a video game this weekend. I actually tried to play Madden because I got bored over the break. I did too. I realized I don't have any hobbies. I enjoy work. And so when I'm like, yeah, going to take some time off, recharge the batteries, I'm like, oh, shit, battery's too charged. Like, um, (laughs) I got to start doing something. So I tried to play Madden again. And I even paid for, like, the online subscription. I'm not a gamer, but I wanted the updated, like, draft order. And, like, I wanted to be the Giants and have two first-round picks and shit. So I paid for it, $60. bucks. i am like, eh, whatever. Then I couldn't connect to the online server. You want to talk about, like, I almost Antonio Brown. I almost really (laughs) just quit. I I was so pissed off. It's like, I just want... To have the accurate draft picks for my team, yeah. and I want to be able to go and find a draft class that's fairly accurate. Uh-huh. I can't. I'm Servers too much of a nerd. Or? I can't do the generic gla- uh, draft classes. I, I yeah, literally can't. I did know. that
1: a couple years ago, and ever since, I was like, I'm not going back to picking like Bobby something yeah. out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, a guy from UNLV, <laughs> you're not the number one quarterback in the class. Shut right. the fuck up. But. It, ever since doing that, I get it. Do you think the whether sur- was it the service down or was it your own internet?
0: I don't know. I think I the service might have been down. Because
1: I'm sure everybody was trying to play due to the passing.
0: It was, yeah, maybe so. But I mean, it happened on more than one occasion. Yeah. They were like two separate days where I could not get it to work.
1: <laughs> I wasn't totally doing that
0: thing. And I'll tell you, like <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves is technology that doesn't work the way that it's supposed to. Like yeah. if something breaks on me and doesn't work, it's like, eh, whatever. I had a laptop break a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, oh, yeah, I was getting old. Like this is fine. It's time was over. But when I have my beautiful PlayStation 4 that I'm still rocking like and it won't oil? connect to the <laughs> EA servers, Fucking live it. One (laughs) hundred percent.
1: I have a TV in my room that has a ROCO connection. It's also supposed to connect to the Wi-Fi. It'll connect to the Wi-Fi long enough for me to open up the Netflix app and then it's just like, just kidding, we're done. (laughs) So I've had this TV in my room for almost a year now that I've lived this in this in this apartment, and I can't get the Wi-Fi to connect to the TV. I got a whole new Wi-Fi like, from AT&T to whatever Sparklight it is now, no free ads here. But it was like, I'm switching this because I think it's AT&T's problem. It's not. It's the TVs. But every it once in a while. It might just be a Joplin
0: internet problem. I just get
1: freaking it at this TV because I've reset it to factory uh-huh. settings so many times. It's like, I got it. Just kidding. No, I don't. So, like, your pet peeve of technology not working, 100% there with you. I'm going to get to my next matchmaker Monday, though, or my first one, I should say, and it's going to be the New York Giants and just firing the house. That's what I want to happen. Joe Judge was on a post-conference interview yesterday, and I heard him say, you know, there's a lot of players, or I have some guys that are no longer with the team that text me, message me two or three times a week that was like, I wish I was in New York, I wish I was with you guys, didn't pick money over the experience. And then I have players here that are in my office every week that say they want to be here and continue to build stuff because we have the foundation. I'm going to tell you right now, bullshit. I don't believe that at all.
0: You got your ass kicked by the Bears. Your quarterback
1: had 24 fucking passing Uh yards for a game. Yeah.
0: Uh, he, he had I get four it, like, in the
1: first half. Yeah, you tell he's me a you, little bit your offense is twenty passing
0: yards and a half. <laughs> I actually I picked up I know people care about my fantasy sports teams. I picked up the Bears defense this weekend because I've just been flexing my defense the whole time. They scored me twenty one points.
1: I believe it. Yeah. I
0: could I couldn't believe it. I'm like, holy shit, I maybe I'm a genius. And
1: if you know. if the NFL really wants to, you know, employ quarterbacks that throw twenty yards and a half. Sign me up,
0: Bub. Yeah. At the same time, Mike glenn got what all the neck. Though. I got
1: no neck. I'm still ready to ball.
0: <laughs> I mean just turning around and giving the ball to Saquon. Like the fact that he rushed for a hundred yards. Like, when the hell was the last time that happened? It's been a minute. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of with you though. I do. I don't understand it. Uh I know that they even had released some stuff like, oh, we're gonna stick with Joe Judge and Daniel Jones for another year? I mean, why?
1: No. like Even Gettleman. Just get rid of him. Move yeah. on. Even if you keep Joe, Joe Judge as your coach. It's whatever. Maybe he does. You know, Maybe there are some true foundation pieces there and the players do like being treated like high school players where they have to run due to punishment or do up-downs or just dumb shit like right. that. Maybe they do enjoy that. But the coordinator, the Excuse me, the general manager has done an awful job. Yep. I don't see any bright spots on that team moving forward because if you pay Saquon, I know we've talked about it several times. I don't think that's the right decision. Yeah. And the quarterback Daniel Jones, as much either. as I've tried to be optimistic and defend him, that ain't working either.
0: And now he's hurt. Yeah. And it hasn't looked good enough. Might when have he broke his freaking neck. Right. Um yeah, stick it with the NFC East though. One of my matchmaker Mondays, my last one. The Washington football team, I feel so bad for their fans because they do have like good, loyal fans. Your (laughs) owner is terrible, and your stadium is literally falling apart. My matchmaker Monday, burn it all down and start over. Get yourself a new owner and build a new stadium. I don't know. I'm even like maybe taxpayers should pay for it because it's so (laughs) bad. You had a gate or I don't even know what you call it, collapse, Almost injuring Jalen Hurts uh, falls on a cameraman. It's just, it's so bad in and Washington. Like the,
1: some of those fans that fell like just straight up head first into
0: that concrete. Yeah. That Luckily, walkway. everyone was okay. Uh, it definitely could have, so been, have a been a situation where they weren't. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, if
1: Jalen Hurts isn't paying attention or waving to the fans, and that falls on him, mm-hmm. player safety in NFL, holy shit, the riot we'd be going through today. Like Antonio oh, Brown would be like, thank God, Washington, <laughs> for covering this up. But like Jalen Hurts, you know, just like he is in the pocket, very aware of what's going on around him, is able to side-duck it and keep going. Yeah. And then helps everyone up and takes pictures with him. Right. What a guy.
0: I know. Like, he even went to Oklahoma for a year, and I actively root for him. That's I don't even to count do. that. It
1: was like I knew like, – he knew Oklahoma was a business opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> That dude would end a game and be like two-hour workout in the football pants still. It's yeah. like I, I totally him. believe he was only there <laughs> to and the possibly fact that get back, and that was it.
0: The Eagles snuck into the playoffs the way that they have. They're
1: 9-7. Like and last I, yeah. year, we'd be like, oh, shit, that's a successful year. I had They might no be 10-7. I didn't either. And them. that's
0: why I say snuck in. It's not like they're undeserving or anything like that. I had no idea they were 9-7. and seven. Or even close to the playoffs, I right. would have like deemed them dead months ago. I never thought they were in it. I started out the season. I was like the fly eagles fly guy <laughs> somehow we stopped paying attention now i'm gonna have to get back in on it
1: hey man that's just how <laughs> eagles work dude you're not paying attention, but they are that I see they everything. swoop in on you and when they're ready Ca-caw! there
0: they are <laughs> that's what I totally forgot that I like Tried to start an Eagles bandwagon, and now they're in the playoffs. I gotta like go find some old tweets. Dude,
1: you didn't even know you—you forgot you're conducting the train. Yeah, <laughs> you're, looking, uh, you're playing video game, looking at the wrong screen.
0: We took <laughs> off, we were flying. I fell asleep, <laughs> landed in the playoffs. I had no idea. I, I can't take any credit for it. But that's uh, my matchmaker Monday. The Washington football team, new owner, new football stadium. Maybe even move it where it's in Washington, D.C. I don't know if you can or not, but it's so bad, and they deserve better. Yeah, As a fan base, as a team, all of them deserve more than Dan Snyder.
1: And I'm right there with you. My last one here I'm going to get to quickly. I just think college football in the playoff expansion needs to happen. After watching the bowl games this weekend and you watch a Rose Bowl, that needs to be a college football playoff game. Like The moments that happen yeah. in the Rose Bowl, they're always so magical. Big moments. Utah, I feel like they have going to – Everyone's attention. I feel like they got a lot of people's respect too because you hung in there with Ohio State. You were pretty much beating them. And I think if their starting quarterback doesn't go down with a concussion or just completely getting knocked out there, I do wonder if Utah wins that football game. And I know Ohio State had a lot of players sitting out, but that doesn't matter because, you know, you get Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has a phenomenal game. CJ Stroud has a phenomenal game. I mean, dropping. Ball's right in the bucket, Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. I mean, you get those storylines in a college football playoff that would be incredible. And you know, we talked; I talked about it all season. I know we've talked about it before off air. Is like a lot of these teams in college football; like they're not good right off the start. It's gonna take a little bit. C.J. Stroud's first passing, you know, college football as an Ohio State quarterback was in a huge night game in Minnesota against a Big Ten conference, you know, division game. That's a huge moment to come in. And then you get to the Rose Bowl. And it's like, okay, he's. Found his rhythm. He looks good. Even with, you know, missing his two starting receivers, everything was clicking for Ohio State. And, you know, if you get to see a Utah versus Cincinnati type of game, I think Utah probably wins that matchup. And yeah. I think it also goes to show like the Pac twelve, they can compete in these high level games. It's just again, they beat themselves so much throughout the year that they don't get that opportunity because none of them are just so much better than the other. And Lincoln Riley's in the Pac twelve. I think they need to expand the college football playoffs and the Rose Bowl is a big reason for that because Ohio State and Utah could have made some huge noise and caused a lot of havoc. Lots of havoc in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year.
0: I mean even in you know Ohio State if they face off against Michigan again. Mm-hmm. I, who knows what happens on a neutral field uh, or in you know, a cold even weather game yeah. yeah again uh, so I'm I'm about it too. And I I think that you have to be careful with it. I don't want to see more SEC schools in uh but I am all about expanding the playoff and I do think that maybe it will happen because I do think a lot of people that are in charge are looking at the bowl games and saying, okay, we don't have any guys playing in these things. and mm-hmm. like, We still want to have all these bowl games because it's good and they make money off of it, but you're not getting players. And if you're not getting the players in there, you're not going to be making money off of it. So maybe it is time for a change. And like the NCAA always does, they're behind the curve. Yep. And so maybe now they'll catch up and expand the playoff, expand uh, you know, more mm-hmm. meaningful games. I saw with
1: uh, the two college football playoff games that they had, you know, like Alabama versus Cincinnati, Georgia versus Michigan. Yeah. In in terms of advertising, they made almost like a hundred and twenty million or over one hundred twenty million dollars just in terms of advertising. The other bowl games, seventy seven million. Jesus. They made over two hundred million dollars in advertising for these bowl games. That's it. Like mm-hmm. just to have your Fiesta Bowl
0: PlayStation. And you're probably bam. like selling the rights to ESPN. They're paying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. Yep. There. It's just they are just cashing checks. One hundred
1: percent. And breaking <laughs> necks. they're literally breaking necks yeah. cash and cashing checks.
0: Apparently they don't want any of the players to get in on that money. <laughs> but I, I do think that there's a lot of change happening in college football and there's just gonna be more of it. Yeah. Um it coming because it, Obviously, NIL, the transfer portal, bowl games, expansion, opt-outs. There's, it's like the Wild West. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but that's it for us today. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Go in there, mention us here at mike would and they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow with a, a very exciting Tell the Truth Tuesday. You won't want to miss that one. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Maybe not your family. Don't tell. I hope my mom doesn't listen tomorrow. She does sometimes. I hope tomorrow she doesn't. Well, I don't think she'll be proud of me. (laughs) Anyway, find out tomorrow for Tell the Truth Tuesday. We'll be back right here on the call-in app Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Time.